Well, hello again. I'm not sure whether I'm getting the hang of this uh, podcasting or not. So this is kind of my uh, attempt number three before I do some really sensible stuff. But this is my daily blog for tomorrow uh, by way of attempting to see whether I can podcast. So here we go. Sometimes there are things that make me angry that shouldn't make me angry. And one of those is when I turn on the television and see another part of the country featured for doing something that we and Heatherset have been doing for months or years as a matter of course. Yesterday on Breakfast TV on the BBC they had several minutes featuring litter picking groups in somewhere or other. As if this is big news, well the Heatherset Environmental Action Team have been doing this for years. It makes me want to scream at the TV. That's not new. We started that way back. This happens time after time after time. And I guess that's what makes our village so wonderful. I'm talking about community involvement in just about every area of life. Pick up litter? We've done it for years. Supplying food to the elderly or those in need? We've done it since lockdown started. We even had a Jackie Weaver Parish Council situation long before they did up north, but we won't go into that. Heatherset is a hugely progressive village. There's always somebody doing something. Doing it for the village, for the environment, for the good of others. That's what makes it such a special place to live. Now, I've launched this podcast. Launching it was easy, thanks to some guidance from the use of a phone app. Recording episodes was equally easy, but the difficult thing is deciding, one, which direction the podcast should go, and two, how to make it interesting. There are two places I do my best thinking. The first is in the bath, where a good old soak in some lovely hot water and bubbles seems to get the old grey cells moving. You wouldn't believe the number of ideas I've had in the bath. No tittering, please. The second place is in bed under the duvet on a cold evening or morning. The bath does have an advantage here as it's easier to keep awake and all too easy to go to sleep in bed in the middle of an idea. Again, no tittering please. So there I was in bed last night trying to work out just what direction the podcast should go in. Like many projects, it will take time for it to become established and also to find its own level. I could use it to promote myself. Now I dismissed that after a nanosecond as it would be wrong. I could use it to talk about my hobbies. I could use it to read my daily blogs. None of these seemed to give me the satisfaction I was looking for. So I decided to use it primarily to talk about Heatherset, where we live, and to go out and interview local people on a whole host of subjects which I think might be of interest to the listeners. I will sprinkle that with articles on the history of the village and anything else I think might be of interest, and occasionally I will feature other things I am involved in. My second problem was making things interesting. I've listened to a number of blogs that are absolutely appalling, people droning on about something they find interesting, but which is dealt with in a very basic and childish way. So I put together a couple of trial episodes, and this is the third trial episode, of things of little consequence, just to see how it worked. They're still available. Once I got over the horror of listening to my own voice, and let's face it, everyone hates the sound of their own voice, apart from Piers Morgan, of course, I realised that it sounded as if I was reading from a script, as indeed I am.
to me this distracts from the flow of things, so I need to be able to talk about things without a script in front of me. Problem with that is it leads to fractured speech, the, inclu the inclusion of dreadful phrases such as you know and I mean, and liberally sprinkled OKs, something I'm very guilty of. So a bit of voice training is needed. Ideally, I want to come over as the person that I think I am, whatever that might mean. There are many, so many great people who just do not come over right when being interviewed. Two that spring to mind are both from the world of sport, Kenny Dalgleish and Bob Willis. Sir Kenny is a much-loved man, particularly in the Liverpool area, where they have named a stand at Anfield after him. It's well known that he gave tremendous support to the families of the victims of the Hillsborough disaster. But in front of the camera, he comes over as withdrawn and dull. Bob Willis, sadly no longer with us, wasn't comfortable in front of the cameras either, always looking like a startled rabbit caught in the headlights. Off the field, apparently, he was a delight to be with, and a music lover and a man of great affability. We do have a family Bob Willis story. My wife was at university and friends with Bob's first wife. They gave us a salt and pepper set one Christmas and I christened it Bob Willis's Salt Pot. I think it's long gone to the great salt pot in the sky. But back to the podcast. I'm delighted that within a few minutes of recording the first one it was included on Spotify and I'm expecting it to be on a number of additional platforms over the next few days. As another practice, I'll be putting this blog on there as well, which is exactly what I'm doing at the moment. Please do let me know whether you think village podcasts are a good idea. Here are just some of the interviews I would like to do over the coming months. Interviews with the Heatherset Environmental Action Team about their litter clearing. Interviews with Heatherset Parish Council to find out exactly what being a councillor involves. Interviews with Heatherset Hawks Cycle Speedway who have big, big plans for the future. An interview with Heatherset Queen's Head which is uh, planning to reopen. An interview about the future of Heatherset King's Head which has been shut for, for well over a year. An interview with Heatherset Parish Church, house, uh, sorry, Home Farm Gin, and much, much more. I also want to do a monthly podcast about Heatherset Herald, which is my e-magazine, and read some of the contents of that so that people can enjoy listening to them as well as seeing them on the screen. I was out and about today to see whether there had been any overnight damage caused by the very strong winds. I think of all conditions, wind is the one I hate the most. It keeps me awake and can cause considerable structural damage. Thankfully, apart from the small branches that had broken off trees, there didn't appear to be any noticeable damage. Most days, I watch Bargain Hunt at lunchtime on television. It's more a case of that being on while I'm eating a sandwich than any great wish to watch it was interested yesterday to see a man named Jimmy James from the Bodmin and Wenford Railway. He used to travel back to the area from boarding school in Norwich during the 1960s. As that could only have been Norwich school, I looked him up and indeed that was the case. I don't remember him as it looks like he was five years older than me, which means that when I was in the first year of the school he would have been in the sixth form or thereabouts, i.e. one of the great untouchables. 
I've received a lengthy email from Richard Bond, licensee at the Queen's Head, outlining plans to reopen. It's really so good to be talking about reopening. Also called in at Janie's Village Cafe, and they are planning for a grand reopening as well. As far as the Queen's is concerned, it will reopen on the 12th of April, serving meals and drinks outside on the patio and in the garden. The venue has around 90 seats under a cover outside, with an additional 30 in the garden. The regulations will allow for tables of six or two families together outside with social distancing. No one is allowed to drink or dine inside, although access to the toilet facilities will be allowed. The pub will be offering its full menus with all-day dining on Saturdays and Sundays. They'll also be open for drinks only and there is no stipulation that you have to have food with drinks. The regulations should change again on the 17th of May when tables of six or two families together will be allowed inside the Queen's. That's something very much to look forward to. Finally, today, a few years ago, I did a DNA test with Ancestry. The results keep changing as they get more samples. My results are pretty dull, with 79% of English heritage, that's Norfolk and East Anglia, 10% Scottish and 10% Germanic European, which means basically Germany and Switzerland. It's interesting that a few years ago I was certain that I had Welsh heritage, but this is obviously not the case. But I have developed a love of Scotland and am very interested in that 10%. Also, I've always had a keen interest in Germany and German history, and Switzerland is probably my favourite country in Europe. So if I wonder if that's because there is something in my genes that I'm not sure about. Incidentally, the remaining 1% is from Norway. Anyway, more of my drivels tomorrow.